random one-handed thoughts. I had a time frame where those were flowing in like an army. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This was maybe a couple weeks ago, possibly a couple weeks, maybe three weeks ago. I took a personal day from work just so I could do Alejandro things, catch up, you know, people call it a mental day, whatever, whatever. I just took some leave from work and I got my car detailed. I was kicking it in downtown Boise. I do recall that it was 106 degrees that day and I was loving it. I got to lay out in the sun a bit. Yeah, I love the heat. Anyways, I'm just hanging around downtown Boise, Idaho. I'm going to coffee shops. I'm getting caught up on some digital work, organizing files, images, all the whatnots. And it was a really interesting day because since I'm basically separated from the life that I normally live, my brain, my mind is not so deeply occupied with all the things that I have to do paying bills, taking care of my mom, the eight hours at my day job where all I do is solve people's IT problems, computer issues, right? Or, yeah, just chasing down podcasts and other miscellaneous activities I'm trying to get done in my life, teaching Aikido, teaching Buddhism, you know, all of that. So I, I've just noticed that my life is pretty full and my mind is typically quite occupied on these activities. But every now and then I have basically open free time where my mind is not necessarily leveraged into the direction of all the things I got to do. Basically, I have some open time. And then, you know, when, when thinking is free to manifest and unfold, random thoughts just arise. You know, it's a very creative time for me. It doesn't happen as much as it used to. But when it does, I, I love it. I think it's very special. And this happened on that day because I just have free time to think. I, I don't know any other way to say it. I just have free time to think. And... Uh, you know, some one-handed thoughts arose. And I got to tell you, I, I stopped in into this shop in Boise. It's one thing I got to spend a, a good chunk of time doing was visiting new shops in Boise that I'd never been to. And they might not be so new. Nonetheless, I went to this place called uh, Bespoke, and they do their custom clothier. I love that name, clothier. They just basically build custom clothes, uh, and they do custom suits. I initially went in to ask if they did all alterations, which they don't, because basically they build their own stuff. Um, and then we just got to talk, and I said, well, you know, obviously I need custom clothes. I get a lot of my clothes custom cut. I'm starting to get more of my clothes custom cut. And, you know, this guy was very talkative, the owner of the shop, and he was just talking about how how he, you know, he had to fit this lady for clothes, but she kind of wanted him to fit like a man, and it was just she he said it was just a lot of work and he said getting clothes getting a shirt to fit for you is going to be much easier than that you know and i have this interesting thing where my arm my left arm which has no hand but i have 4 inches below the elbow that area by my elbow which is kind of like my wrist on my right side is uh much thicker than my wrist so 
it's very difficult to wear cufflinks. It's hard to pull up a shirt and button it at that point. And when I get my clothes custom cut, um, I have to kind of get that sleeve expanded. And I've been experimenting with getting uh, custom cuff, cuss, a custom shirt that has cufflinks, right? That's French cut. And uh, because I like the idea of, I love antique cufflinks. And I want to sport them more, but it's really hard on my left side. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, we can work that out. And, you know, and of course, he's trying to pitch his whole gig. He's like, well, you know, I mean, you could get a custom suit. It's like 700 bucks, you know, which is going to what you're going to pay for, you know, a decent suit off the rack, you know. And really, yeah, I mean, I'll drop $600 on a bicycle frame and won't think twice. But then when it comes to, you know, maybe buying a suit, it's a little bit harder, you know, and uh, he's like, well, look, you know, and I understand. He's like, it's no big deal. Maybe you just start with a shirt, a custom shirt. And I've been thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, you know what I'd like to get is maybe a couple of two shirts, get just one standard custom cut for my short side with a regular cuff and then one with a French cuff so I can do the cuff links, you know. But while while we were in there and I'm listening to this guy, you know, in the back of my head, I'm having my own conversation with myself. And this is kind of kind of the, the random thought that arose, you know, uh, I was like, do I really do I really want to invest this kind of time and money into getting my clothes custom cut, especially new clothes well custom built? You know, now we're talking a whole le- a different level of cash. It's one thing to go, you know, to a secondhand store buy a, a suit jacket and then get that custom cut to fit me. I've had really good luck with uh, uh, this Korean tailor in town, nine bucks, you know, basically to cut my sleeve or he might've charged 18. He might've charged 18 for it. But now we're talking, you know, 160 bucks for a shirt, I guess. I don't know, 800 bucks for a suit. Um, but then th- this was this random thought. I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't get any of my clothes custom cut. Maybe I should just be wearing my prosthetic arm and, you know, just kind of dealing with all that. And it, it was funny because in that moment I thought to myself, now that's pretty random to actually have that kind of thought. Uh, and then later when I left, I actually started thinking about that. I was like, yeah, that was kind of a weird thought. Like I almost gave up on the idea of getting all my clothes custom fit. But you got to understand, it's not cheap. Yeah, I got to buy clothes and then I got to get them custom cut, right? That's, yeah, that just is extra money. And then to think about getting them custom tailored to fit my body, that's going to cost a little more scratch. You know, I might have to just invest a year's worth of extra money into that. But when I kind of thought about it, I was like, and I even said to myself, that thought is so random. Like, I can't believe that popped into my head. I must be tired or... You know, or I'm I, who knows what, but I was like, oh, that's really weird. And then I started thinking about other miscellaneous random thoughts, one handed thoughts, random one handed thoughts that arise in my head sometimes. And this other one that I get is uh, trying to get out of my student loan payments, which is an interesting thing to say during COVID because they're basically all on hold. And hopefully, you know, we get some kind of discount on them. I mean, I don't think they're all going to be forgiven, but it'd be nice to get an extra chunk taken off the top. Um, but they, they have this program where if you have a, a permanent disability, you can you can ask to have your student loans forgiven. 
And I was like, oh, that's uh, I should try to get out of that because I don't I don't want to keep paying on that. And, but really, I make way too much money for that to occur. And it has to be a like a, basically a debilitating disability. It's not just permanent because mine is definitely permanent. But it's got to be putting me in a position where I can't earn money. And, well, I can earn money. I remember a long time ago, one of my uncles kind of was giving me some attitude that I should be on disability. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't be working. I just get money, you know, just be on disability. But I was like, hey, man, you know, whatever you want to do, you do, you do you. But I said, I can actually earn more money having a job. And it's not that big of a deal. Most people I know have a job. So I kind of let that one go. And then, you know, just... Yeah, these weird thoughts about playing musical instruments and then even riding my bicycle. I'm like, oh, yeah, just trying to figure all this out. And, you know, do I want to put the extra effort into riding the bike and then just coming up with interesting technology like. And I spent many of my late 20s designing one handed tech, one handed technology. I uh, but you know what I'd really like is. Some kind of hardware to wear on my left arm, my short arm, that has a selfie stick on it that will hold my gimbal, that will hold my phone, so then I can be, well, basically hand-free, you know. And then I, I was just like, I was like, oh, I should put a lot of time, I should put a lot of money into that. And I, I think about that at times, but that's like the opposite of the clothing thing, you know. I think sometimes I just want to have, I just want to spend the money on the tech and not necessarily on the clothes. It's so weird wearing bracelets, wearing watches. Like people ask me about an eye watch. Yeah, no, I can't wear an eye watch because my I don't have fingers on my other hand, on my other arm to touch my eye watch. And I'm certainly not interested in wearing an eye watch on my uh, elbow, on my left arm. Um, so that's pretty quirky. But even like just wearing, you know, I mostly wear uh, Vintage Bulova watches. I have a small stock of them. They're all mechanical. I have to wind them up. And it's interesting because the winder is basically set up for the right hand. So, you know, men's watches are basically traditionally worn on the left side. And then the winder is is wound with the right hand. But I wear watches on my left arm. And <laughs> And it's so funny. My brother was like, so how do you wind them? And I'm like, well, basically, I got to take the thing off to wind it. But a good mechanical watch, you should just wind twice a day, one in the morning and one at night and kind of keep that going. But I even contemplate my watches. Like, why do I even have a watch collection? You know, I think that's so random. Here's the thing. Having one hand takes effort. Right. And this just recently happened to me again while I was in Sun Valley talking to this guy about hockey. I, I spent the weekend in Sun Valley and uh, uh, then we were talking about mountain biking. And I'd mentioned that I mountain biked a lot. And he kind of gestured to holding like touching the handlebar with his left elbow and holding the right side with his right hand. And he's like, uh, man, that must be hard to bike with one hand. <laughs> and I said, yeah, most things are. Right? And that happened to me a long time ago at an Aikido seminar, an Aikido weapons seminar. The guy I was training with, he was like, wow, it must be hard to do weapons with one hand. And I said, well, it's, most things are hard with one hand. And, uh, yeah, I just I think mentally I, I kind of get into this little little space in my head. Uh, 
about the effort that it takes living a one-handed life. You know, like effort and, and, and energy and time, getting my clothes custom cut, just driving out there, meeting with people, setting all that up, paying for stuff, you know, working hard, taking my watch off and putting it on, all these things. But you know what? Despite all those random one-handed thoughts, this is my life, and I live a one-handed life, and these are the things that I basically got to kind of deal with. So, yeah, random thoughts may arise, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to follow through with them. I just find it interesting how they will arise at certain times in my life, why they arise I give that a fair amount of consideration also. Like, oh, I wonder what's going on for this stuff to come up or, you know, why this or that. You know, just all the standard things we think when thinking unfolds and manifests in random, peculiar, quirky ways. And there it is, my friends. Just uh, another slice of life in the one-handed life of, well, me. Uh, the one-handed life of Alejandro. And there it is. Okay, podcast number 221, Random One-Handed Thoughts. And we'll look for you next week, my friends. Mask up, man. The Delta variant's going crazy. So, yeah, we're masking up. I'm, I'm required to wear masks at work. I work for the federal government, so everybody in the building's masking up. And it's coming. Wave number four. I was hoping to get to Nepal this year. Don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I am making deep and profound, sincere aspirations to get to Tibet in 2022. So July 2022, 11 months away. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, my friends. So please take care. Please stay safe and mask up. Stay safe. Be cool. See, I told you he's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets. <laughs>